Hey everyone, just wanted to check in for a second to talk about the Paizo accountability movement. You've likely seen by now some of the stories on social media about Paizo creatives and non-management personnel facing difficult working conditions, conflicts with management, poor compensation, and a general lack of trust in the workplace. We here at Pot Against the Machine stand with workers. We love the products Paizo releases, we love the games, and we love the inclusivity of the worlds Paizo has created and continues to create. That's why we need Paizo to do better. We need management to live up to the games that, that the company has created. To that end, as part of the Paizo accountability movement, we want to see a publicly disclosed specific plan of action to improve conditions for Paizo employees. We want to see regular updates on progress towards the goals outlined in this plan. And we want to see an independent third-party investigator and or arbitrator brought in to protect employees from harassment or wrongful termination and to investigate employee claims and complaints in a non-biased manner. We believe Paizo can do better. For more information on the subject, check out the Paizo Accountability hashtag on Twitter. This is Pod Against the Machine. Welcome to Pot Against the Machine, the only podcast that just won't die, no matter how many times you cut pieces off of it. I'm your host, Sam, and here's everybody else. Everybody else. Make noises. Hey. Hey. Ah. Yeah, we truly are the gelatinous ooze of podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or undead lip-stitched abomination. So... Um, Yep. So in that metaphor, what what pieces are we cutting off? Not to be determined. The nuggets of <laughs> wisdom that we share with our listeners. Leave in our wake. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving behind nuggets of wisdom sliced off a podcast. That nugget's for you. And each of those nuggets grows into its own podcast. And then there's more competition. It's really a bad idea. <laughs> no, it's a terrible idea. A hydra of mediocrity. It's benevolent. <laughs> Nuggets in our wake. <laughs> um, oh. Last time on the program, or whatever you call it, uh, the very capable four met in the night with um, a friendly uh, figure covered in scars with a smile on her face. Um, Brixby woke everybody up, and uh, Vargas murdered her horribly. Uh, mm-hmm. She exploded into dust. Um, turned out maybe she wasn't there, and then, um, he got stabbed by an invisible Garmin Ulrith. Um, and it turned out Garmin was, uh, was weird. He had his mouth sewn shut, he was very pale, and he seemed to have some weird powers. Uh, primarily the power to not die, pretty much no matter what. Um, so he lost the fight, but he, you know, he just kept coming back, and I believe when we left... The group had basically decided they still got to sleep for the night, so they're going to take turns continuing to kill him, or making sure he continues to die uh, until morning. Yeah, so I like to think that since Brixby saw that and he still has to finish his watch, he is just practicing the spells in his remaining slots that he wants to use tomorrow on the body. 
because there's nothing. I'm just like quietly letting off cantrips and, and maybe one big shock and grasp on there. Hopefully not enough to rejuvenate his heart. That's how it works. <laughs> Probably how it works. Knowing our luck. I really like the idea of, well, I guess at least Kira just sitting next to a tree and reading a book and then every 15 minutes stabbing and then going back to a book, <laughs> as you do. Yeah, just you got a dagger next to you with one hand and just every so often you just pick it up <laughs> and then set it back down and continue what you're doing. Hey, you stop it. Yeah, the second he starts to make any noises at all, just lop his head off. Get rid of that guy. Set it a few inches away from the body or a few feet. Now, if we were to do that, which app would, a part, would start healing? Like The part that Kingsley doesn't eat. Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, it's morbid, but, like, it's... I'm thinking, like, uh, going back to my Greek mythology here with the Titans, like... D does he regrow what's cut off or does it have to be like put back together to heal like if we cut him into pieces and just toss them in different directions or would one of them eventually grow the rest of him back I think one of the pieces would eventually grow the rest of him back based on my limited understanding of regeneration mm -hmm. um, so I felt like the rules with trolls and like two for example like old school is the largest piece that remains of the troll will grow into the troll. Grow back. Everything yeah, else, huh. like, and it can just be by, like, a fraction, but that should be enough or whatever, even if it's, like, dust. Mm-hmm. How? And I will say, if we need a reason for you to tell us this, it, Vargas will be testing that on his watch, like, just, <laughs> like, cuts a hand off or something and stares at it. <laughs> Experimenting with it. Yeah, no, because at this point, I've been fully removed from the like the, the saga of the story, and I just kind of want to know, scientifically speaking, maybe it's like a physics thing, like how does the rest of the body know which part is the largest? Are they still in communication? And they're like, torso, it's on you, man. Or torso, I don't want to gender any body parts. Um, well, it's quantum entanglement. And then they all kind yeah. of agree. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because the last, like, one last question, and we'll definitely start recording. But, like, what if, like, left hand is like, no, I'm I'm taking control of this situation, and torso can go swear itself? There was a movie about this <laughs> called Idle Hands, which was yeah. kind oh, of fantastic messy. and messy in its own 90s way. That's not the one I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say the second half of Quicksilver Highway, oh. which was based on a... Uh, I think I want to say maybe Clive Barker's story. I don't remember, but everybody in the world's right hand gets like comes to life and breaks off and they all go and like try to form an army. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's so funny you mentioned that because that was actually my second guess for your favorite movie. Whatever you just said just now. Quick silver. Well, the other half of that movie is based off a of Stephen King story. So I'm calling it a and win. It's got Christopher Lloyd in it. Sounds like his second biggest role to Camp Nowhere. <laughs> that's a great movie right there I guess we just watch, do our rest of our watch through the night everybody gets their sleep uh, whoever's on watch kills Garmin again whenever he pops up and and what do we do in the morning are we gonna head what's the name of that fort again Alternard's Al grave stand yep. yeah. that's the one Fort, fort uh, Flowers for Algernon. And how far away is this ride? 
Um, at this point, um, since you lost some time to the acid rain, which I did not mention in the recap because I was very focused on just the one thing, um, you are a long day away from it, basically. Okay. So it could you could get there um, riding pretty hard in one day, or you can camp one more time and get there the next morning. Seems like it's going to be a long ride to the fort. A full day. Or we could rest part way and show up fresh. I'm um, not inclined to believe that this is going to be the rest over that it has been indicated to be. I don't trust hospitality in the Numerian Plains. I just think it's polite to show up fresh wherever you go. Although, you know, probably not with a chicken because we don't know these people. If we push the horses, we can get there sooner and possibly be able to hand off that to something and he'll motion towards uh, whatever Garmin currently looks like. (laughs) It could be they could have uh, some sort of detention facility there. It is a former fort. Uh, If his regeneration won't help him if he's behind bars. Yes, I... I don't cherish the thoughts of pushing these animals to exhaustion, but at the same time, if we can avoid having another perhaps eventful night here on the plains, it it seems we would be safer spending the evening at Algernard's grave, possibly. We took anything off Garmin that would allow him to cast spells or anything like that, right? Yeah, he didn't have any sort of um, spell casting equipment. No components or anything? anything, No. Okay. And not to metagame me, but I mean, if if he's got anything, it's going to be like a spell. I'm sure he's got supernatural supernatural abilities, but I'm just wondering if he also had... Because it seemed like when he was still alive that he was like maybe like a wizard or something. Yeah, he had something going on for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I would agree with uh, both Vargas and Asher, actually. Uh, barring anything like acid rain or another horribly disfigured uh, but jovial individual approaching our camp, we could probably make the hard ride, saving our resources. So yeah, I'm, I'm good to set out, ride as hard as we can. Um, with maybe the caveat that like we just kind of scope it out before we just immediately ride in exhausted late mm-hmm. night. I'm just really both in character and out of character don't want to spend another day out in the or another night out in the waste having to keep an eye on him. Yeah. We are the random encounter rolls have indicated that we are already <laughs> toying with danger a good deal, so yeah. Okay, so we're gonna ride and hope for a safe night. In a grave. Well, garrison. Fort. Okay. From what I understand, all military things are named after a a dead version of of general or whatnot. That's um, honor, from what I understand. He hoists himself up on Nathan. So, who who wants to do the honors of um, bringing our guests behind them? Do we not have room in the bag of holding? 
I was kind of envisioning dragging him to prevent the regeneration, if that isn't too... Um, Though, if he has to breathe, taking the damage from being in the bag of holding without coming out would also stop the regeneration, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess outsiders breathe, eh? Yeah, so, I mean, that could be enough to keep it at bay after ten minutes. At this point, Brixby looks at Tiny Nathan and knows that while he is a valiant steed, he likely would not be able to, to port this form behind him. So I'm at the whims of what the larger people want to do here. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can drag him behind one of the horses. <laughs> Full party like, alignment I mean, yeah, shift. sure, why Let's not? Go. <laughs> I mean, is it better to let him suffocate to death over and over again? I feel like that's kind of a moot point. He's going to keep dying, but part yeah, of me it's just the difference of if you want to like, see how Ugh. the sausage is made, kind of situation. Right, for so. fair, fair. No, then he'll just be, I don't know, Schrodinger's corpse. He's uh, <laughs> like, he could no. be fine. He's probably fine. No, now I think about it, though, if we did drag him, like, what if, like, he, like, broke up? <laughs> like, again, that's awful, but, like, <laughs> okay. if what Sam's saying, the biggest piece of him regrows. Okay. <laughs> Gotta go and keep running down the torso as it like grows a new upper half. <laughs> Not again. Like, I'm just worried he's gonna the rope's gonna break or something, or a piece of him's gonna break, and we're gonna lose him that way. Like, let's put him in the bag. Should, I think we should stick him in the bag. Let's put him in the bag. That feels more family friendly. The <laughs> yeah. suffocation route. That's cool. We'll just uh, kind of roll him in a ball and cover him in the electron ion tape, and then zip it shut. So he's just this rolled over ball and then just, <laughs> just a Katamari. <laughs> just roll him across the plains. This is twenty two minutes of completely useless. Yeah. <laughs> we are getting into like some I have no mouth and I must scream territory of put him in a ball and put him somewhere where he can't do anything. Well, if you roll him in a ball and then you put like the lucerne hammer through the middle to act as an axle and then you tie ropes <laughs> to both sides of the axle, he he'll basically be a wheel. It's you know. like a fun little tire, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a Smashing Pumpkins video right there. Mm -hmm. totally. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> yeah, we rolled freaking Garmin down the hill to the tune in 1979. I was like, let's go for some early pumpkins. <laughs> for sure. Prime Billy Corgan. What happened to you? Anything from melancholy and the infinite sadness. After Zwan, it was all downhill. Oh, man, you're not saying he's didn't peak by playing his modular synth while a voice read Herman Hesse's Siddhartha inside his tea shop shortly before buying into the wrestling franchise that he's part of now. Yeah, I found that out like a year and a half ago that he just owns like, what is it, like ECW or one of those? Uh, no, like he's he just got w, bored one day like, and bought like, it. WWE, he like bought into it, wears like a zebra print like cowboy hat. Yeah, no, I mean, it's wild. It's super wild. Money mm. is wild. I'm astonished at your level of Corgan trivia. <laughs> I have nothing to contribute to this conversation, but I'm happy for all of you. Okay. Okay, so we tie Garmin up, shove him in the bag. Yeah. And Sounds good. Tie and toss and, and scoot. All right. So we are off again for the day. Um, Going to make a random encounter check here. 
And don't forget that Asher was confident about the weather over the next couple days. So no springy, springy (laughs) storms on me. Yeah, it's snowing now and there's tornadoes, snow tornadoes with sharks in them. Sam, he just said no springy, springy storm. Yeah, it's it's not a springy, springy storm. It's a sharky, sharky. (laughs) Doc, you warn me of this. Uh, Now, though, weather does seem to be uh, clear. And um, I think at one point during the day, you do pass um, what appeared to be a couple tiny robot spiders um, killing a skeleton uh, with plasma torches. Um, But they're, they're... Occupy. It doesn't seem like they're going to bother you. We all doff our hats as we go by. <laughs> uh, a man, a uh, sir. Yeah, they pause to salute to um, Kingsley, who obviously is their sovereign. Their ilk. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining hard that amazing postcard of like greetings from Numeria. <laughs> with the tiny robot spiders killing a skeleton with plasma torches. <laughs> Uh, and uh, the day is pretty quiet uh, Garmin, you know, is in the bag Dying constantly forever uh, Which seems very pleasant for him <laughs> And uh, nothing really bothers you um, You're getting on towards when you would normally stop for the day Are we pushing on to the fort? Uh, it's still probably a couple hours at least Let's do it I would say that we've been lucky. Uh, not had to use our resources. Let's push on. But again, uh, when we get close, let's be quiet. So, I know if we were on foot, we would be looking at forced march territory. How does that uh, factor in on horseback? Are we having to worry about fatigue or exhaustion? Horses can also be ridden in a forced march. Which I think they would be the ones, basically, who would take the non-lethal damage. But the fort is where we're leaving them, though, right? So it, yeah. like, they'd be able to recover. Leave them a snack. They'll be fine. Fire Day does love oats. You see it from a little ways out uh, before, um, before it's all the way dark. You can see uh, some flames up in the through the windows where the sort of arrow slots on a, a distant smallish looking stone structure uh, that sits right on the banks of the Selen River and um, as I said it's a fairly small structure it doesn't look like it's in the greatest of shape as you're approaching it the road sort of leads in from the west um, and will loop around uh, towards the, the north side of the structure uh, it looks like the side that borders the river um, has some definite damage to it. Um, some like crumbling stones and things. Uh, but the, you know, it's a little old fort. Looks like it probably holds like a regiment of troops. You don't really know how many people are there. But as things get dark, you are approaching. Now, did you said you want to approach stealthily? I actually don't know if that's a good idea. I was imagining stealthily to like envision the whole thing or to sorry to, to, to scope the thing out. I don't know if we as a group should try to sneak up on a military garrison necessarily. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, as evidenced by Asher and I's like fantastic reconnaissance uh, a couple, I don't know, 
dozen episodes back or something. We could give the listeners what they want, but we should probably just approach them like normal people. Yeah, Asher will uh, jump up the side of Eldernard's grave and see if there's any entrances from the roof. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was just like, here it goes. It's real time's sake. Jeff has decided. Ooh. Brixby hiding that bush over there just feels right. <laughs> oh, this is a big map, Sam. Well, it's a, it's a decent-sized fort. New map, people. New map. Boy, the dynamic lighting effort must have been at least an hour. I'm kind of worried that we need a map of the entire fort. It makes me feel like something might happen here. No, come on. Oh, it's Paizo. They give you maps for everything. Totally. There'll be like a spa room. and uh, uh, Which is why we had that (laughs) lovely map of Torch, right? Mm -hmm. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Yes. Nothing bad happened at the foundry. Did it? Oh, yeah, nah. true. Nah. Aside from your character, you know, ripping off his arm, but like that. Was, or my deep and endearing like confusion at what building is what. It still, to this day, <laughs> haunts my soul. Right there with you, buddy. Um, I don't know if Brixby's in the front on this one. I know we're just placed on this, but uh, I don't know how we're approaching. If we want to like hoist a torch of some type. Let them know that we're coming or just come in the dark. There's a small group coming with torches. I think it's an angry mob. <laughs> <laughs> and the friendly torches. Like um like like a lava lamp. Lava lamps <laughs> never say danger. So is it full on dark or just kinda like evening? It's like twilight now, so it's not like okay. Okay. That's a, sort of low light. So they can see us without light. Yeah. Okay. And I imagine we just trot up then, right? I was going to suggest riding at full speed around the building, shooting a gun in the air, uh, but maybe just yeehaw? Maybe, maybe one or two, but I guess <laughs> just trotting up probably makes more sense. Now that I know you can make 30 bullets at a time, magically. It's true. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I also ascribe to the Yosemite Sam School of Scouting, so like, if we want to give that a try, I'm down. Um, well, as you approach the uh, fort. Um, the road leads you around to the Barbican, which is a, a closed uh, front gate with an iron portcullis. Um, it looks like it's about 10 feet wide. And um, beyond that, you can see into a courtyard where there are smashed tents and um, just like toppled boxes and uh, broken wagons. It looks like. Um, some damage has been done. It's not really clear any source of it. Um, but as you approach um, a guard in sort of full crusader um, male with a, a full helmet on uh, calls down to you and says, Um, hello? What brings you here? Yes, well met, noble crusader. We are travelers on our way to Scrapple from Torch. Uh, we were told that Algernard's grave was a, a safe place to stable our horses and perhaps rest for the evening. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, the, the problem is uh, we've been hit by the, uh, the plague. 
we have the plague. So you should just keep riding. I'd like to throw a sense motive at that, Sam. All right. The 19 I rolled yields me a 24, starting hot. So with a 24, that sounds like nonsense. But man, this guy talks weird. Crispy's going to kind of lean forward, looking like he's petting Nathan and whispering behind the Kira and <clears throat> Asher. Something's not right. He's lying. And that voice... It's something's wrong with his face, his mouth. I can hear it. Are, is everyone sick? Maybe we can help or find medicine or someone to talk to if you want. The other one uh, calls out, no, no, it's, uh, it's, it's terrible. You don't want to be anywhere near it. We're all very, very sick. Just, just keep riding. It's probably not even worth it to roll another sense motive on that, because I'm sure it's still definitely a lot. Pretty suspect. Crispy's uh, just still nodding in the back. He's like, yeah, yeah, that one too. Also, also very suspect. Well, given what we've encountered on the road, I'm not overly concerned by the risk of lethal infectious disease. We are fine, in fact, to stay in the evening. We'll promise not to to willingly ingest your droplets, your inside water, if you, you know, try to keep it to yourselves. Please do us the kindness after a, a full day's journey of allowing us respite and we can be on our way in the morning. No trouble to you lot. And I'll roll a diplomacy. Not the best. Eight, eight on the dice on this. Necromancer Barbie dice from Dice Envy, bringing it up to an 18, but I was really hoping for, you know, like a 30. Uh, so the two of them look at each other, um, and the, the one who uh, spoke first said, uh, Well, uh, don't say I didn't warn you. Well, I'll let you in, but uh, it's, it's your funeral. He'll head back. Um, towards the back of the wall and um, engage some kind of device and the port cutlass opens up. I do appreciate the fact that he's calling it our funeral at a place called a grave. It's good consistently thematic. I suppose I should have asked the three of you whether we wanted to go inside. <laughs> you know, it seems nice. Yeah, I feel like I should probably be at my funeral, so I can't imagine a better place that I could be. Let's see, hops Nathan. There's clearly something very strange going on here. It's probably better to check it out than to ignore it. Before riding straight in this open gate, uh, Asher looks to be within 60 feet of these poor plague-ridden gentlemen and would like to detect evil. Um, yeah, they... Um, do not detect as anything. You thought I was going to say they detect as evil, but um, they don't appear to have any sort of aura. Can we heal check from here? And by we, I mean someone else. Because uh, It would be very hard to see any real details. They're wearing like full helms and full armor. <laughs> All right, this robe. We just need to give you an exam. It's kind of our thing. <laughs> 
I mean, I kind of like the idea of like the visor on a helmet being the equivalent of a mask in this <laughs> quarantine-esque set. There's just a bunch of signs that are like, visor up, no, visor down, yes. <laughs> Must be one long sword away from each other. <laughs> so Brixby got a bad vibe. Like, um, I, I think that... You know, we're, we're getting ready to ride through. We see the portcullis come up. I think maybe just checking in one more time with each other about, like, we definitely want to go in, but we need to be on our guard. I think that um, there's no problem with arming or preparing oneself just to be safe. Uh, we don't know what lays inside, but it looks like disarray. I don't know what that looks like for me. I guess. Maybe casting Mage Armor. I guess I'm just going to cast Mage Armor. Let's do it. It's on there. Yay. Well, he's that far away. Why not? Well, if we brought the youths in town some leprosy, perhaps we can save some plague for them as well and expand their education. Also, Sam, I'm now seeing that there's an initiative tracker. So if you want me to wait to do that while we're in initiative, that's totally cool with me. No, I was just going to say, uh, once you decide to, um, if you're going in, I just would like to do the going through the gate for no reason at all um, in fair. initiative. Totally fair. Totally fair. Just like totally a totally fair. normal thing like you always do when you walk through doors. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. But since you're all, you know, a little bit jumpy, uh, everybody take a plus four um, to your initiative. Ooh, I like this. Huh. <laughs> I'll need every plus I can get. What's that total? Uh, that total, with the two on the dice and the bonus plus four, is a ten. Nice, nice, nice. Solid stuff. And how about Brixby? A nine on the dice with my plus three with the plus three is a fifteen. It's a plus three with a plus three? Well, we got, wait, plus four. My bad. So uh, a sixteen? So that's a sixteen. Yeah, I can math. 16. But my initiative modifier is plus three. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And Vargas? Oh, Vargas rolled a natural 16, so with that plus four and his plus two, that is a 22. Alright, and Kira. This may be the first time that I've ever had the highest initiative. Oh, wait, we didn't hear Kira yet. That still might not be true. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I rolled a 15 plus five, plus four. I'm so sorry. You can still go first if you want. <laughs> so that's the 24 total? 24, yeah. But like a secret, let's call it a soft 22, huh? <laughs> oh, wait, no, we should call it a soft 21 because my initiative bonus is still higher. 21. Good job, team. All right, so Kira, you have the um, privilege of riding through the gate. All right, well, she's going to ride through the gate. Um, she's going to ride through the gate. Just wave up at the guards. Thank you. I hope you feel better. Uh, and then <laughs> probably look back at Brixby and be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go. Um, does this need to be? Yeah, I guess we're in initiative, even though nothing is happening. So I'm going to move six corners. Does that get me to the gate? Hang on. Hang on. Oh, yep, sure does. All right. Well, you're also moving your horses speed oh so right just, how fast do horses you can move up to 60 oh my god so far all right well i'm gonna maybe not get too far away from the uh-oh there's more things um, i don't need to do anything else i don't think i will wave at the new people i can see hi i'm kira 
Um, so, stopping there at the one move action? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Vargas is next. Okay. Vargas, yeah, is like with Kira, just going to move in. Uh, you know, he's going to full up a uh, double move to get up next to her. And that is his turn. All right. Ooh, that guy looks different. That brings us to just some some guy who is going to step up a little bit towards Kira. And also greet us. Hello. Just a little bit of a five-foot step. Uh, and he's going to pull out a gun and say, uh, Hello there. Didn't expect Hi. visitors. This is so much we worse knocked. than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and that takes us to Brixby. Well, um, yeah, I really wouldn't be doing this if I didn't roll a 19 on that vibe check, but I'm definitely casting Mage Armor just because he knew from the get this was sketch. So he's going to do that and then do the dumb Brixby thing to ride in to follow his brethren shortly thereafter casting. Oh, goodness. Look at all that. Yep. Uh, For the (laughs) listeners at home, he rode up behind Kira, cast Mage Armor, pet Nathan and said, I don't know how we're going to do this combat together, boy. Which takes us to, um, funnily enough, oh, just another fellow over here who's going to close in a little bit and also draw a gun. And then um, it takes us to the guard who opened the gate. And as a standard action, he's going to drop that portculus, locking he's, Asher out. He's oh, going but, to, but Asher is Asher. We oh. need him. <laughs> Uh, I would like to cancel that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd like to speak to your manager, Sam. Yeah, let's go ahead and pause the game here and mm-hmm. discuss. Just bring them around. Just like, we'll, we'll talk over here. Sure, 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 sure. I would like to just, because for the listeners, I think, you know, people know, I'm, I'm just generally new to this Pathfinder game. Uh, but if I've learned anything, it's without Asher, everyone dies. And that's for, that's true for all games, like not even just Pot Against the Machine. It's like any game ever, Pathfinder or not. Um, so that's why I have never finished the third Halo game. And that's why I think we should fix this problem. <laughs> Getting no feedback. Uh, so the uh, next fella, uh, who we're going to call Purple, um, is up on the, the guard tower. And he's going to draw his gun, um, point it at Asher, and um, say, He said it was your funeral. And um, he's ready in action. And let's see, we got number... We got red over here who's going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And he draws a gun. And uh, he's going to take a shot at Kira to get things started. Can he draw and shoot and move all in one turn? Uh, He can indeed. Uh, So that's a 23 versus touch. I think that's going to do it. That'll do it. Uh, Four bludgeoning and piercing damage. And that brings us to Asher. Hearing the gunshot inside uh, and seeing that the purple, he's the one up here 
uh, a look at looking down on Asher. Uh, Asher will kind of trot Fire Day up five feet, uh, draw his pistol. I'm trying to account how tall, how far up is the up? Uh, he's Where about it's... 15 feet off the ground. Okay, so that's going to put him. That's that's not going to hypotenuse very well for 25 feet of uh, touch range. As you um, approach, he is going to take a shot at you. Cool. So that is a uh, unnatural 20 versus touch. Uh, that is an unnatural hit. Forward bludgeoning and piercing as well. How? Don't care for that. Yeah, Asher was. Uh, I was trying to figure out how how close I need to get. But it sounds like I need to scoot up, basically pretty much to the wall to be able to shoot up and be within range. So he would move up and then take a shot at this guy who just shot him. So it's, uh, it's another gun off, but uh, the numbers are not as much in our favor. But a natural 15 is a good start. Uh, that is going to be a 24 against touch. Uh, that will definitely hit. Uh, almost max damage. Eight bludgeoning and piercing. Does it appear to all go through? It does indeed. Uh, looking at this armored fella, uh, might just make a knowledge local roll. If, if local would apply. Yeah. And in case it wouldn't, uh, I have the same bonus to religion, so, you know. There you go. Uh, yeah, that dice is banished. Three on the dice. Uh, taking it up to an eight. We'll just move on right along. And that brings us to oh. an interesting-looking fellow who's also standing in this courtyard. Um, he appears to have one hand and one axe sort of mounted directly on his on his wrist, like a in the sort of makeshift claw where his prosthetic is <laughs> is a hatchet, basically. When you look into his face and his horrifying smile, his lips have been cut off entirely, and his teeth are just constantly exposed, and his mouth is basically held together with raw scar tissue it's horrifying he appears to be grinning and he's gonna draw a second hand axe and he's gonna step up to vargas and he's just gonna take a just quick swingaroo at vargas uh, that's not a very good roll that is a 13. that is going to be a miss that's a shame and now we are up to orange. That's right, there's an orange. We got that far into the roll 20 scale. He's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20. And they've sort of formed up a line here, and he'll take a shot at Brixby. Go for it. Uh, that's only a 10 versus touch. That will not hit the bricks. Or Nathan. Good boy, Nathan. That's a shame. That's a shame. We're back around to Kira. Okay. Um, I was going to charge, but I, you probably can't. That's like a different thing on a horse, so you probably need more animal handling skills than I have, right? Yeah, now that a, a fight has broken out, if you want to actually like ride on the, a horse, you have to do the animal handling DC 20 right. just to control them. 
or he can hop okay. off. And then a charge is a full round thing, so I can't get off and also do that, right? Well, if you pass the fast dismount, which is a DC 20 ride check, it is a free action to get off your horse. Strong. This is if you fail that. It, well, I have a minus four, so. But the fail, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right, no, that's fine. I will dismount, which is, I'm sorry, you just said this, a move uh, dismount. And then I think she's going to try and circle around um, to flank this man with an axe hand. He's such a nice guy. Is he? Um, so she'll move here behind him. And is this flanking? Are we flanking? Looks like flanking to me. Great. All right. So that'll be um, a move. And she'll free action say, hey, um, please stop trying to hurt us. We're just parking our horses. Thank you. Uh, and that's it. And that brings us to Vargas. He is going to have his horse five foot step him back next to Brixby and then he is going to use his movement to hop off the horse to the side here so I'm assuming my horse is just in that square and would that count as yeah because the first one would be like mm-hmm. me making the horse move and then well, my no, movement it's, would it's be not moving. even like the horse movement stuff it's like you did a move equivalent dismount and then you're also doing a five foot step and those two things are cool together yeah. so you can still do a standard oh so I can still do a standard okay yeah. Uh, so in that case, for his standard, he is going to cast long arm himself, and that will be his turn. Okay, and that brings us to Blue, who has not yet fired a shot. So he's gonna take a couple steps forward here, and he's gonna take a shot at the mouse. Mouse. Can I use my horse for cover? <laughs> I'm rolling garbage against Brixby. That's only a seven against touch. No luck there, my friend. All right, well, Brixby is up. All righty. Brixbo is going to dismount. Well, I mean, from here, I'm pretty sure I can get blue, orange, and green in a 15-foot color spray if I shoot that way. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. Alrighty, so Brixby is going to um, hop off of Nathan and say, protect yourself. It's always what's most important, Nathan. Away. <laughs> and then um, as he navigates to his spells to determine if there is anything that he needs there. Uh, yes, he pulls red, blue, and uh, yellow powder from his pouch and throws it out at the three gunmen. Um, I need you to roll some will saves. Yay. Oh, good. These are very, very willful fellas. <laughs> um, so let's see. For blue, how's a nat one feel? Not, very good. Feels feels great, actually. Feels super good. And uh, green? Uh, green's got a six. Mm, yep, that's still a fail. And orange. It's a second nat one. Oh, no. <laughs> so I guess, how many hit dice do these guys have? Uh, they have two hit dice. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> so they are unconscious, blinded, and stunned for 2d4 rounds, and then blinded and stunned for an additional <laughs> 1d4 round. And then there's another round of stunning after that. Yes, Brixby, <coughs> you saved everyone. You're the uh, new Asher. Color spray. Wow. 
Yeah, I, yeah I'm gonna <laughs> sky metal because that could not have gone better right there. Got really lucky. I was honestly inspired by Grant Berger saying, no one does enough saver sucks on these podcasts. So this one's <laughs> for you, Granty. Um, so I guess I'm going to roll a 2d4. Um, yeah, that's two fours. So that's eight rounds of um, blind, stunned, and unconscious. I don't know if you just want to keep them wow. on the initiative tracker. We can so roll the just other. like forever. Yep. And then they'll be blinded and stunned after that for... Four more rounds, and there's one more round of stunning. So there is, yeah, there's 13 rounds of stunning. We could just hide the horses and leave. (laughs) And I guess, yeah, I guess with that, he will uh, wheel his face towards red. And he'll say, that wasn't a very nice welcoming. Alright, that brings us to green, and green is um, in a bad way right now, which then brings us over to pink, and pink is standing up on top of the guard tower, and it's going to shoot on down at Vargas. Uh, That's a 17 versus touch. Uh, Yeah, 17 would actually even meet my regular AC. Not too bad. Just uh, max damage. Eight damage. Bludgeoning and piercing. And then let's see. Number 14. He's going to pull out some kind of vial. And uh, purple, who is looming over Asher, is going to drink said vial. Ah, the old potion of surrender. <laughs> Actually, I'm sorry. He's not going to drink it. He's going to rub it on his bullet wound. He squeezes it out and rubs it on the bullet wound. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> weird way oils himself surrender. in Asher's direction. <laughs> A weird, glistening. <laughs> weird pink paste. Oh man, yeah, he's. It's weird. Whatever that was, was weird. Yep. So he just like poured Pepto-Bismol all over himself while staring <laughs> at Asher on the crenellated wall. Yeah. Move. yeah. Yikes, yeah. Rub Pepto-Bismol on your skin for dominance. And um, <laughs> Red is going to spend his move action reloading. And let's see. He's going to take a five-foot step. And shoot the mouse that just absolutely destroyed the entire mob here. I do deserve it. That's a nat 20. Oh, no. Don't know if I didn't deserve it that much. Nope. This is a bad situation. Mm -hmm. Um, That is a 17 versus touch to confirm. That will confirm. I can't see with my dynamic lighting distance... How is he within 20 feet of Brixby? Yeah, he's 15 feet away. Bummer. Yes, that will in fact. Now, since it's been forever since I've critted with anything, do I roll 4d8 or do I roll 1d8 and multiply it by 4? I usually like 4d8. Yeah, Um, you roll 4d8. 
Roll first. ones on all of them, That's please. A lot of, that's, that's all ones. My all first gun ones. crit, you know. Please don't kill Brixby. Oh god, what is your face doing? Oh no. 20 bludgeoning and piercing. Is it 20? 2-0? Yeah, 2-0. <laughs> Are you still up? Oh yeah. Ooh, that's probably worse than not being up, yeah. actually, because if you take that again... <laughs> Level four uh, Brixby's gonna live forever. We're talking about the melee monster Bricks. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. got this. <laughs> um, let's see. Asher is up now. Asher is going to attempt a quick dismount uh, with my plus seven to riot. I just need a thirteen or higher. <laughs> seventeen on the dice. Free action slides off fire day. Uh. I'm going to spend a grit point uh, to use the Daring Vault ability, and that's going to give me oh, the ability to double jump and add 20 feet to my movement speed. Uh, so, 10-foot running start to the east, and then going to jump up uh, 5 feet, and then another 5 feet, so I can hang on to the edge. It's going to be great. Yeah, nitrile 19, just needed a three. And uh, let's do that again for the second jump. 11, uh, Asher is now hanging on to the edge of the building. I love this. I love how uh, it's just like, well, he's out there and he has a gun. He can't get in. How horrifying could that be a man just <laughs> jumping 35 feet or whatever at you? I mean... Horrifying, or maybe maybe they're impressed. Maybe that pink like, Pepto, he's just going to offer it to me and be like, <laughs> Just pour Pepto. Pepto on you. Witness. <laughs> Witness me. <laughs> Pepto me. There isn't a Pathfinder race that's like the rabbit people from Final Fantasy, is there? No. Is that what he's hiding under his hat? The ears? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Someday. Get on it, Paizo. Right, so is, is that the end of Asher's turn? He's just hanging there? Asher fast dismounts, holsters his gun, because he needed two hands really to, to climb well, uh, and will jump up twice so that he doesn't have to worry about you know, losing his gun. <laughs> so yeah, that was his turn. Holster the gun, parkour up on, uh, to be hanging up on the side of Algernard's grave. And does and does kind of steal from Brixby and say, "I would hate to miss my own funeral." <laughs> That's his turn. And that brings us to the fella with the hatchet for a hand. Um, let's see, where's he gonna go to avoid getting flanked? He's gonna five foot step. Uh, diagonal towards um, Vargas. Oh no, the horses. And yeah, he's sort of got a, horses all around him. And he's gonna say, Why so serious? <laughs> Just, you know, he's fairly clearly based on someone. Lean into it. Yeah. And he's with... based on uh, Conrad Veet from The Man Who Laughed. Sure. And he's gonna swing with both hand axes. 
So first one for two weapon fighting. Ah, uh, that's a 14. That is a miss. Second one with two weapon fighting. Uh, natural 19. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's gonna, gonna be a hit. Just four damage, minimum damage. Okay, that's not too bad. And he's finished. We go to orange, and we keep right on moving because orange isn't going to be doing anything for a while. And we're up to Kira. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Kira moved over here, so she's determined to keep that flank and be at least next to Brixby. Should the, you know, you know, just in case things go further south. So she's going to move again, and I'm going to say this is one. Two, three, four. Mm. I think okay. it's just three squares. If, are you trying to get uh, that one? Yeah, but without triggering anyone's AO. Although I don't know how those work for guns. Is this a bad time to ask that? Well, the the people with guns don't get AOs, but the, the guy with the two hatchets will get one if you pass okay. through a threatened square. Okay, so I'm thi- uh, I think I'm going to be passing through a threatened square either way, right? Okay, so if I have, if this is my little pathway here, like this. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, if you do one. that, you won't threaten from him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's way smarter than what I was thinking. But I will threaten from... No, I won't, because he has a gun? Yeah. yeah. Oh, how fun! has got a gun, so you're good. Ha! Loser. Alright, <laughs> I'm gonna move over here um, via the path we've just described, so I'm close-ish to Brixby. Um, Kira will look over and... Brix, are you okay? Um, don't die, I'll just... I'll watch these... You know, unconscious gun people for like a second. No worries, it's fine. Um, and then turn back to Hatchet Man. <laughs> like, all right, I asked whoop, you nicely whoop. to please stop. <laughs> to please stop hurting my friends, and you didn't listen. So, um, I don't know, I guess prepare to die. Uh, and we'll go ahead and rage and hopefully roll something that's not embarrassing. 14 plus 9 plus 1, 10. 24. Yeah, 24 will hit. Oh, I actually think that might be higher with Rage. Um, this is going to be real rough. And then I get a plus. Plus your flank bonus, too, if you didn't. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't. Okay, so, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a good, strong hit. Um, plus 9 when I'm raging. 2d6 plus 9, yes. 5, 9, 18 points of damage to Hatchet Person. Ow. Nice. Yeah. Leave my friends alone. You. That wasn't my very horse. nice. Well, he. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's my turn. <laughs> oh, Vargas is up. Okay. It's is it plus two or plus four for flanking? Two. Two. Okay. Can I don't know why my brain refuses to hold that information in it. Outflank the teamwork sheet makes it four. Uh, so he is going to swift action uh, empower his arm and I made a mistake on this the other day with the Garmin fight but it didn't matter anyway because I still missed the swing but uh, having his arm empowered does not at this level fully negate the negative he takes from uh, spell combat because it only gives me a plus one until I'm level five not a plus two uh, but yeah, he is empowering his arm. 
So that is a swift action using a point of his arcane pool. And he is going to spell strike spell combat. So first thing he's going to do is roll to cast defensively to cast, uh, what you call it, Shocking Grasp, which I have a plus seven for this, and I have to beat a 15. Ten. Okay, so that is 17. Actually, I had to beat a 16 because it's a level one spell, but I still beat it, so I'm able to cast it. And the actual roll to attack him, do his metal weapon, or his axe is metal? Um, yes. Does that count Would for you the, say that the plus one, or? It says wielding a metal weapon or wearing metal armor. Then yeah. Or I, made of metal. And he's wielding two metal weapons, one of which is attached to Attached him. to his body. Yeah. Uh, that is a natural one, so I'm not even going to look at my bonus. That is a miss. So glad I did that. Uh, I do hold the charge, though. So when I hit him with my regular attack, it'll go off anyway. Uh, so this will be his regular attack at a minus one to his... The good thing, yeah, because he takes a minus four. He's got a plus three. Okay. Uh, so with a minus one, that is a five to hit. So I'm assuming that's not going to hit either. That will not hit. Okay, so that is Vargas's completely useless turn. He is still at least holding the charge. You can't touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that brings. He accidentally brushes up against the horse. <laughs> oh, the horse is dead. <laughs> that brings us to blue and the very meaningful counter that will totally matter in the long run ticks down. And then we're on Brixby. All right, and uh, Brixby will take a five-foot step towards Red um, and sort of extend his finger, mimicking the gun in response, and just go bang as he shoots in response, uh, Scorching Ray. <clears throat> so I'm going to make a touch attack here uh, of the rangy type. Only a five for an 11. Um, let's see. Touch, that will not hit. Ooh, so he shoots wide, scoring into the, I don't know, stonework behind him. And uh, that's going to be my turn, Sam. All right, and green we tick down as well. And then uh, pink is going to reload and take another shot at Vargas. Yay. It's a natural 17, so that is definitely going to hit touch. That's definitely it. My touch is 12. And that's 5 damage. 14 brings us to purple. So purple is going to reload. And then he's going to take a shot at Asher hanging from the ledge here. It's your reward for being very impressive last round. Um... That's a natural two. Is that a misfire? Aha. It's probably a misfire. I think it's a misfire. Uh, not if you're, Sounds like a misfire. If you're using a mundane bullet, it should not be. Okay, I mean, I guess I don't mundane. know what your firearm is, but if it's well, a they circular... are main di mundane bullets, so. Jeff. Is it just a regular pistol? Yeah. Then thankfully, well, thankfully, I guess not for you. Uh, one is your misfire range at this point. Okay, so I have a question for you. Are you flat-footed? Yes. 
I don't have any feet or climb speed or any weirdness that would otherwise. Does a seven hit your touch AC flat-footed? It does not. Okay. Unless you take a penalty of half your touch AC while flat-footed <laughs> and while climbing a wall. That's could be, you know, they say PF1 is pretty crunchy, but I think that's not a rule. Yeah, good. All right. Perhaps he was getting a little bit overconfident there. <laughs> no. Just he thought fueled he had by you. Pepto Panache. <laughs> now Red is gonna drop his gun and draw a dagger as he takes a step forward. Um, he's gonna since he's in the flank, he's gonna try to stab Kira. Oh, that's fine. Uh, only thirteen. Yeah, no, I'm good. All right. It's a shame. Yeah, I just don't want him to stab bricks, but Kira's fine. She's all good. (laughs) What she says. (laughs) Asher is up. Okay, so riddle me this, uh, GM. As part of a move action and my base attack bonus being one or higher, I can draw my one-handed firearm. Do you think I could pull myself up and draw my gun as I crest the top of the keep? Or is that outlandish? Do you it's need so cool, two though. hands to pull yourself up? Uh, I don't think there's a rule on that. <laughs> uh, you can use your feet, right? Just kind of core strength it up there. I mean, conceivably, pressing his feet off and one hand could kind of hop over the side, drawing his gun with the other hand. I don't think it's insane. I just didn't know how you would rule it. I think since you did the whole vaulty madness and he's basically, you know, still in... Because this whole thing is happening kind of fluidly, I would say that with his momentum, you can pull your your gun back out on the way up. Hey, gentleman and a scholar. So then that puts him on top of the wall here, uh, which I guess is surprisingly... He hops over and ends up down on a stairwell. (laughs) Didn't know it was on the other side. Uh, but we'll use, uh, for the first time on this podcast, as a swift action, uh, he wills a bullet from his beneficial bandolier that loads itself into his gun. And he will then uh, fire point blank at old purple. Uh, it's, uh, it stinks. That's another, it's a two off. That's a two. <laughs> 11 against Touch AC. Eleven's uh, not going to do it. <sighs> All right. Just a little too much momentum, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I could totally see he, he feels really good about himself. Hops over the edge, pulls out his, his gun as he expects to land on solid ground next to this guy and then finds himself a couple feet below him on a stairwell. Almost falls backwards trying to shoot him. Pew! Uh, and it just totally misses. Yeah, that's his uh, his majestic turn. Alright. Um, our boss guy here um, sitting in the flank. Feeling pretty good about himself. I think he's gonna, he's gonna take two swings at Kira since she's currently flanked. We'll start there. That is a, an unnatural 20 to hit. Uh, that will hit. <laughs> an unnatural 20? Unnatural. 
like it like floated up into the air and glowed and landed back down on a 20. That is nine uh, damage with the hand axe. That is an axe hand. And then, Did you say, was that at me or at Kira? I'm sorry. That was at Kira. Okay. And then the second hatchet is going to be 15. No. All right. And then he's going to just take a five-foot step to the south to get out of the flank because he's a smart, smart guy. And Orange ticks down his timer futility, and we're back around to Kira. What is that? Oh, that's a horse. Okay. Yeah, I probably can't. I can't climb onto horses as a movement. I mean, not as, like, it would be literally me standing on the horse, stepping to the next horse, and to the third horse. (laughs) Horse parkour. Which is, like, kind of a fun circus trick, but doesn't seem super, super ideal in battle. So, I will, let's see, I want to still be next to Bricks. And I'm not getting any benefit from moving otherwise. So, ooh, wait, no. Yeah, I'll just regular attack, still red guy. Uh, Red red, this red guy with the hands. Oh, not great. Uh, 16, yeah, 16 to hit. Ah, meets beats. Cool. Oh, yeah. Plus five, eight, 17 points of damage. He continues to be a jerk. That's too many. Well, I literally don't know what to tell you, Sam. Did that door just move? Yeah, I just yeah, kind of dragged the door out of the way. <laughs> okay. It's alive. It's a mimic. <laughs> are um, you moving or are you staying put? Uh, I think that's gonna be my turn. Yeah, good. All right, on to Vargas. Okay, Vargas is not going to attack twice this time because he is done with all these negatives and missing. Uh, Thanks to Longarm, I can still hit this guy from here. So I will not get my flanking bonus anymore, but I am going to swing out at him and see if I can hit him and get my shock and grasp off. Uh, okay, that is a natural 14, which is at least a 23 to hit. I think possibly a 24. Well, you already know his AC is 16, so I think you got him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that is on level four. So that is 4d6 worth of electricity damage. Uh, six. Seven, eight, two sixes and two ones. Awesome. Uh, so that is 14 electricity plus, because that was my regular swing, another five of just bludgeoning on top of that. Down he goes. Crumples to the ground. Nice. And then he will move down to right here. Um, move about 15 feet to the south. And that is my turn. Alright. see. Blue ticks down once more. Five rounds left. He's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> and Brixby is up. 
All right, uh, Brixby will take a five foot step back and attempt to do the old pew pew one more time. He will extend his arm and shoot a scorching ray at red to his south. Uh, that's 17 on the die will give me a 23 to hit. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. that's going to do it. And that is a six and a four for 10 points of damage. All right, that looks like it did a solid chunk on him. He's still standing, but he is bloodied. Or burned, as the case may be. <laughs> still half the amount of damage he did me. Oof. And uh, that's going to be Brix's turn. All right, green ticks down getting closer <laughs> and um, let's see we're gonna do a reload for pink and is anybody really nobody's close to him so he's gonna try to shoot at Kira at a penalty so that is 19 on the die 24 versus regular AC or 22 versus regular AC. Uh, no, that's, um, that's pretty good. Three damage with gun. The gun damage. Three gun damage. And, uh, let's see, Purple's gonna make a decision here. I think he's gonna drop his gun, um, draw his dagger, and try to stab Asher since... Um, a gunfight in close quarters hasn't been working great. That's only a nine to hit, though. Oh, buddy. Hate to see it. And Red, who just got burned. Let's see, he uh, lost his flanking buddy. He's gonna full withdraw just to sort of hide a little bit. Just to take a moment for himself. Because we, we need to take time for ourselves in these difficult, difficult times. And we're to Asher again. Yeah, Asher will uh, not re resort to melee in kind. <laughs> uh, but he will use a move action to reload, uh, which will provoke from dagger-wielding man now that he has a melee weapon out. If he wants to take an AOO, he can could choose not to. He could yeah, be the that, bigger man. That's going to be an 18 on that that's AOL. Good. It's going to miss. <sighs> and uh, swift actions all around. He will uh, focus his aim, burning another one of those precious grit points, and just press his pistol right in the against the torso of this guy and fire. Oh yeah, natural 14 for a 23 against touch. That will hit. Uh, nice. Uh, that is 10 points of bludgeoning and piercing damage. Ow. Purple uh, is not looking good at all. And I guess trying to identify what that Pepto is uh, is probably not a free action like a knowledge roll. Um, you could do a knowledge roll. Or would that be a craft alchemy, or...? It's, uh, actually a knowledge engineering. 
You said engineering? Yeah, engineering. Okay, just making sure it kind of broke up a sec. Uh, nice, that is uh, high for me. Of course, I say that. Like, oh, cool. Uh, it's only a 15 total. Uh, with 15 total, um, you think this is uh, something called Soothe. Uh, you don't really know much about it other than it sort of being a painkiller. Cool. That's about it. Then, yeah, got to move standard and swift. That's Asher's turn. All right, and let's see. The boss guy is gone, so orange gets ticked down as well. And um, we're on to Kira, even though I clicked the counter too many times and skipped her. <laughs> oh, wow, it. That is 30 feet. I can't get through that square, but I can probably... Can I step over... Wait, how does unconscious people work? Yeah, you can move through their square if they're on the ground. Awesome. Yeah. They can't do right. anything, so you can walk right through them. All right, I'm going to do this and bump up here. Mm, can I bump up there? First diagonal is still five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first one. All right, so I think I can move behind uh, Mr. Redman. Thing is, though, when she goes from this one to this one, is that going to be an attack of opportunity? Because oh, okay. she's. Oh wait, but he. No, does he still have a gun? Does he have a oh. dagger now? Oh he's wait, no, yeah, yeah, that's right. He has a gun. I'm an idiot. No, he's got. The no, dagger. you're entirely correct. He, the dagger. Now. Oh, okay, so I'll just. Oh, he did. I'll move okay. next to him then. Um, so Kira will move to the right, um, stand just directly south below this man who tried to run away. And say hi. I just again one more time. I did ask that everyone would leave my friends alone, and then instead you like shot my friend. Um, please don't. And I'm gonna just, yeah, keep on rolling with that adamantine great long sword. 25 to hit. 25 will hit. Hooray. 8 plus 9, 17 again? 17. <gasps> That's Ooh, a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Sorry, kind of. Yeah, he I'm crumples. Sorry. Bricks, are you okay? Into mush. All good, yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, that'll be my turn. All right, and that takes us to Vargas. Okay. Uh, Vargas is... Let's see. You know what? He knows these guys are all unconscious. He is going to head up to this gate to his north. This door, I mean. Because he's assuming that getting in that will lead him up to this guy in pink who keeps shooting at him. So he is going to go up to this door here directly to his north and open it. All right. So move action to get up to it. Second action to open the door. All right. And that reveals a um, small room. Appears to basically be a guard tower. Um, there's a stairwell okay. off to the left. All right. So that is his turn. Okay, and then 21, that once again, blue, he's getting so close. And Brixby's up. <laughs> All right, uh, Brixby. Uh, yeah, do I have line of sight for a ranged attack against this guy? Or does against he have... pink? Yeah. yeah. He's just got oh. a little bit of cover because he's up on the wall. All right, cool. I can do it. Uh, so Brixby grabs his amulet to uh, use his uh, bonded item um, to recall the, the 
the second level spell, Scorching Ray that he's been casting, and tries firing one more off of pink. And that's a natural 20. Yes! Yeah, that's going to hit regardless of cover. And to roll to confirm against touch, it is an 18 giving me a 24 against touch. A 24 will confirm. Alrighty, so here's 46. Ah, some ones on there, so that's only 13 damage. Did quite a bit of damage to him. He's still up. He looks rough, though. Excellent. And that's Brix's turn. All right. And Green does his thing. <laughs> and Pink. Um, let's see. Pink is going to use his move action to reload again and then he's going to take a shot at Brixby for just about murdering him. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's not going to do it since regular AC and everything. And then he's just going to take a five foot step away from the wall to make himself a little bit harder to hit. And let's see. Purple is very mad at Asher, and he's going to totally stab him. Natural one. <laughs> These people are getting panicked. And let's see, red is dead, as is Zed. And Asher is up. <laughs> Zed's dead, baby. Uh, Asher will take a five-foot step. Can I step into this square to the east? It looks like a wall is in part of it. Ah, yeah, you can. And then reloading will not provoke. He's out of range. And then let's fire again. Oh yeah, 25 against touch. Oh my God, have some mercy, Jeff. <laughs> 25 will hit. Yeah, uh, only middling damage, five bludgeoning and piercing. That was merciful. Yeah, that was nice, I'll allow it, thank you. All right, he looks like he's just about ready to collapse, but he's still standing. One might point. say he's disabled. Oh, I brought him to zero. Grip point back. Cloud Sorry. of grit grows. <laughs> <laughs> and Orange does his thing. He's meditating. And Kira is up. So, okay. Well, I officially can no longer see anyone. And also don't really feel like I need to, but I do want to incapacitate these unconscious guys. What can, in in what world can I roll to, I don't know, tape someone to the ground or something? Or or just physically you restrain someone? You can roll for non-lethal damage with a negative. And that'll I just keep them knocked out for longer? Because they're yeah. unconscious, which is fine, but... yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they're unconscious because of the thing, though. Won't they wake up when it ends? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, if, yeah. So if we lethal them down to what zero, they'll still be. Well, if you non-lethal them below zero, they won't wake up on their own. They have to heal. Yeah. Okay. Well, not to meta game, but that feels right. Um, I also just don't think that Kira would attack unconscious people. So. Um, yeah, can I can I restrain someone? 
Yeah, you can also, um, basically you can grapple them without a check because they can't do anything. All right. Um, uh, and then you can tie them next turn. I, I think it takes two turns. Okay. Uh, cool. I'm going to, Kira will move up uh, next to Brixby again, just kind of between him and green and orange in case they do wake up for magic reasons. Step right over this guy. Excuse me. Thank you. Uh, and then she will grab blue and just hold him like like a baby. <laughs> Look, he's sleeping. Um, that's my turn. All right. And uh, Vargas is up. Okay, so he should be able to see into this room, correct? With the door open? Yeah. So I'm going to... I'm not actually moving yet. Okay, so this guy, is he downstairs in this room then? or is No, he he's, still... he's upstairs above you, so you got to go okay. upstairs. All right, so Vargas then will step into this room to his north. And is this thing that wraps around over here, the staircase? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let me put myself back here and actually count this movement. Uh, that puts me 30 feet, will put me right to the base of the stairway. And then he will move to the top, and he can't open the door this turn because that was two move actions. So that is his turn. All right. And let's see. 21 is blue. Blue is currently grappled, but someday he's going to wake up. And Brixby. Um, can Brixby see uh, pink at all at this point, or is he totally out of line of sight? Uh, he's kind of out of line of sight now. Okay. So I guess if Brixby can't really do anything, because he can't see either of the combatants, um, I think he will move over to green and just take away the gun. You know, just kind of knock it away five feet or whatever. I think at this point he realizes he's not strong enough to restrain them as well as Kara would. So he's just going to disarm them. No. And Green's turn comes and goes. And let's see. Pink is going to sneak around. Nobody knows what he's doing. <laughs> and then Purple is... Um, he's going to take a five-foot step towards Asher. And he looks crazed. Now that you can see right into his eyes, he's got that same... The lips cut away, horrible scarring, and um, just absolutely crazed look in his eyes. He takes a stab at Asher. That is a 17 to hit. It's a miss. And he basically, like, after that stab, just oh collapses directly onto Asher. Aww. Just in a heap, and he is bleeding out. He's tuckered out. Yeah, oh, oh little guy, oh, it's buddy. <laughs> and Asher is up. Uh, Asher just kind of <laughs> looks surprised at this person uh, that is now kind of limp, that limply kind of sagged to the floor against him. Uh, and he, not really knowing what is happening inside uh, the fort, will just move down the stairs reloading as he goes thanks to his mobile reload deed uh, so that is 5, 10, 15, 20 25 uh, is this the door? Um, no you're standing next to the door oh dope uh, then as a move action we'll open the door 
Okay. Um, so that's uh, that's his whole turn. I forgot when I deleted the door icon that I didn't actually, you know. Oh, hello. Door. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know how to work how dynamic lighting. <laughs> I was just testing all of you. Okay, so now Asher can see what's going on. Kira points at the body in her arms. <laughs> Asher, look! I didn't kill him. Good. That is good. <laughs> and Kira's up again. I did again. kill that guy. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, I think she's seen bricks do... Oh, this little thing, This like I can just see the edge of that. That's the person that we just... Asher just watched die, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, but she has just seen Bricks take uh, Green's gun away, so she will. Well, no. What actually? What? How? How one does tie person? Isn't it you twenty know? plus your CMD? And it's like he just got it at that point. Like yeah. if they're helpless. Oh great. Okay, good because I do not know my CMD. Also, that was a swear. Um. Okay, so can I just do it then? Yeah. Great. And then do I have any available, anything left to disarm Orange? Uh, I think it's probably a full round to do the okay. tying. You have to get a rope out. Can't do anything, so you have plenty That's of time fine. to tie it. Yeah, all good. In. These are just flavor ties at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got eight rounds left, basically, to disarm and tie them up before they can do anything. Uh, well, to that end, I think she's really enjoying just kind of babysitting this person. <laughs> yes, like, um, just baby Bjorned in front of her. Uh, we're settled on a hip, I guess. That's more, that feels more accurate, and it's just tossing guns away. That's, that's her turn. All right, and now it is Vargas. Right. Uh, he is going to open the door. Uh, that's a move equivalent, right? Not a standard? Right. Okay, so I can still... Uh, I don't think I have any ranged. I didn't put magic missile on because I don't like to use long ranged things. Acid uh, splash, son. Yeah, with that uh, great D3 damage. Oh, actually, I thought there were people here, but I guess there aren't. Wait, so where does this. I just realized this doesn't lead where I thought it would lead. Well, the map is kind of weird here because it's only showing you like the inside of that house, but basically you're up on the mm -hmm. on the roof of the guardhouse now, and so that okay. you're up on the roof and you have the battlement um, that you can head to, or behind you is the uh, guard tower, which is where Pink is. You can see him from there. So I can see Pink from where I'm standing. Yeah. And so is this. Uh little thing here this is the wall of the underside yeah, then that's right that's not you. actually a okay yeah so i can then that means i have a straight unobstructed line between me and him yeah okay so i am going to cast bladed dash <laughs> and just <laughs> he just like blurs Yay. forward and slams into the sky <laughs> That is only going to be a 10 against regular AC. That is going to be a miss, I'm assuming. Yeah, that'll miss. Yep. Uh, great use of my only level 2 spell. Uh, that is the end of my turn. Alright. Um, Brixby? Um, let's see. 
I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna just go and disarm, I guess, Orange at this point. I'm just imagining that these three guys look like they're celebrating, what is that Indian festival, like Howley or whatever, where you just get covered in the, the colors. powder. Yeah, oh, all yeah. the, you just, so I'm just imagining they're just like these multi, the tie-dye of people on the ground. So he's just knocking the gun away at this point. And that's gonna be his turn. All right, and um, let's see. Pink is going to... He's going to pull out uh, one of these little glass vials, and um, that provokes an attack of opportunity from Vargas. So you can see kind of a panic on this guy's face. Ooh, that is a 16 on the die, so that is a 23. Yeah, that'll hit him. Right. Nice. Three, so that will be plus three plus one is seven points of damage. Uh, bludgeoning and it's magical adamantine. Yeah, so the vial clatters onto the ground and he slumps over unconscious and dying. And I nice. think since everyone at this point is either unconscious and dying or just unconscious, we're going to hand wave the rest of this fight and I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Nice try, Sam. Good night, Sam. <laughs> against the machine. Against the Machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. Real quick. He's really good at nobody. No, we're just killing time on this, and I'm sorry, but Free Jack, <laughs> the movie, if you haven't seen it from 1992, it's got Mick Jagger, Anthony Hopkins, Rene Russo, like uh, Mike from Breaking Bad, uh, Emilio Estevez, pre Charlie Sheen. It's like a cyberpunk nightmare. It's really wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, just I'm in the middle of it right now, and it's excellent. Okay, back to the the part that requires the numbers in the rolling. Ah, uh, the numbers in the rolling. Something there. They hit about seven minutes there. But we have to clap. And now we're never going right. to know how to line it up. <laughs> Ugh. I can't see it. One, two, three, clap. Perfect. Jeff? Two, two. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every clap is perfect. <laughs> oh, you're just saying that. Yeah. <laughs>